You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we are doing another live coaching call that I have recorded, of course, with the permission of one of my clients that I'm working with currently. His name is Nick. We've been working together for a few weeks now, and he is already getting dates. And he has been nice enough to say, hey, yes, you can share our coaching with the world, and everyone can learn from it. Specifically, and not the whole time, but in the very beginning, we do talk about first dates and his first dates that he's been having. And we do a little bit of an analysis on his first date and talking about first dates in general. And of course, going into other topics and other questions and checking in on him in terms of his online dating and his approaching, because that is what we focus on in the coaching program. I can't imagine any other program of any guys trying to meet women that wouldn't focus on those two things. They are the number one ways to be able to to meet women. I do believe that cold approaching, aka approaching women on the street or at the bars, wherever that you are, I think that this is one of the best ways to meet women. A lot of guys, they've told me, well, I want to meet women at events. I want to meet women through my social circle. What about all those ways? And I said, yes, all those are great, but the foundation is cold approach. The foundation is being able to build the skill of meeting a woman wherever you see her. That is where you are really going to be able to build the skill because that is one of the hardest ways to meet women. If you can master cold approach, even if it's scary, even if it's tough, then you will be able to meet a woman literally anywhere. I remember when I was first learning this stuff, and I I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. This was many, many years ago, but I did know that people were going out meeting people in person. Online dating wasn't that big. It was just starting to get bigger when I was starting to learn this stuff in my early 20s. And when I was going out and approaching women, and I started to get better at it over the course of a few months, I found that it was significantly easier to meet women in any other setting because that was the hardest to do it, right? It's very difficult and challenging and gives you a lot of anxiety to approach a woman out on the street or at a bar and just going over there, especially doing it sober, which is what I train my clients to be able to do. And actually, luckily, Nick here, he is someone who doesn't drink anyway, so he's got that kind of leg up. But anyway, I digress. The whole idea here is you're going to be learning from him and what's going on with him. Some guys have been listening to these, and they've been encouraged to be able to fill out an application because they see that, wow, coaching seems very beneficial and it might be a good fit for you. If you want to do this with me, if you want to hop on board into one of these programs that are super powerful, extremely life-changing, and I'm not being exaggeratory in any way, it's crazy what kind of changes you can make in your life when you finally learn how to meet women online and in person. You start to build confidence that starts to just drip into all these different areas of your life. Anyway, if you're interested, go to coachedbytrip.com, fill out an application. I will respond to you within 24 to 48 hours if the application looks good. And then you and I can hop on a call and see if coaching is a good fit for you. And then you and I will be doing exactly what you're hearing here today, which, like I said, is very powerful because one of the best ways to get anything done in life, any way to accomplish a goal, the best way to do it 
is accountability. Whether you're doing it with a friend, whether you're doing it with a coach, it's the number one way to be able to accomplish something. Anything I've ever accomplished in my life that was meaningful was always done with accountability. Whether it's with a business partner, whether it's with a coach that I've hired or a trainer that I've hired, anytime I have someone that's holding me accountable, you just end up doing it. And that's why it's so powerful. Anywho, hope to see you in the applications and get a chance to work with you. Why don't we get into today's episode where I'm talking to Nick. He's the man. You're going to see how hard he's working. Let's dive in right now. All right, let's do it. So let's talk first about any of the girls that you're seeing now. So I know you went on a date with one. Where is that at? Uh, We are seeing each other again on Saturday night. That's the plan. Because the first date was coffee. Yeah, on Sunday. But then you went for the kiss, right? That's right. All right. Good job. How do you feel about it all? Uh, good. It was, you know, it was the first day in a long time. So, you know, I think it went really well. Definitely nervous beforehand. But, uh, you know, once I was there, you know, I was just relaxed and looked at it like practice and kind of just got lost in the experience. You know, went on for, we were there, uh, sitting there talking for about three hours. Wow. Okay. And she was cool? Yeah, really cool. Interesting. Very pretty. Okay. But more than pretty. Pretty is only one thing. Got to make sure that you actually dig her too, right? Yeah, you know, I think we have uh, you know, some common interests, and I'm definitely still trying to feel her out. I don't know. You know, I'm not like, um, I don't know what the right word is. Still, still feeling her out. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, it's uh, it's still new. You've only been on one date, so it's going to be many more dates to feel her out. So, cool. So you got a date on, you said Sunday? Dinner date? Saturday night, yeah. Saturday night, okay. Okay, cool. So yeah, and then the next date after that would be you making dinner back at your place, where then you could physically escalate from there. So you're not uh, thinking I should invite her back after dinner on Saturday? If you can. If you can, then yes. Absolutely. What do you mean if I can? Won't I, I know if I ask? Well, yes, but she might say no. Okay, and if no, then just leave it and go for the uh, dinner at my place yep. the following day? Yep, and it's possible. I've noticed it's kind of 50-50 in terms of whether they come back with you on that first or second date, you know, so, uh, but it is possible. I just wanted to prep you for that third date where it's more likely that something like that's going to happen. But yes, let's have you go for it and we'll see what happens. Okay. Any questions around that? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, expecting to escalate a little more on this coming day. You know, we were face-to-face having coffee, you know, over a bench uh, bench table outside. And it was, you know, um, it wasn't intimate, you know, so I want to get to that kind of like intimate level this uh, coming day. What do you think? Yeah, no, totally. Well, it's going to create that atmosphere, you know. First date is totally cool to do coffee. 
you know, that's a, that is a great date to do next time. And I know the situation this time didn't call for it, but next time, you know, well, I guess you did do this the first time you asked her for a drink on the first time, even though you don't drink, but you asked her to do that. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We so, were going to, we're going to the place that, uh, this Saturday that I asked her to go to last week, but she had to reschedule. So we ended up doing coffee instead. Okay. Okay. Well, next time I would do the same exact thing. In terms of, in terms of drinks. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. To that point, I have a uh, date with a different woman tomorrow night and, uh, we, we're getting dinner at a restaurant. It, it's a pretty nice restaurant. Like, uh, I don't mean nice as in my fancy, but you know, like a, a good atmosphere, you know, good bar, um, go ahead and dinner. So what do you think of that? Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Dinner is not my first choice for a first date just because it's time intensive and a lot of first dates can be expensive if you do a lot of first dinner dates. It's, it's, it's fine for now. It's not the end of the world, but just something to keep in mind. Okay. So I keep running in. Well, you know, this has only happened twice now, but two out of two, hundred percent. I'm running into this. You know, I've advertised that I don't drink partially because I've had such, um, you know, I've, I've not advertised that in the past on my dating profile. And then that comes up and it's like an immediate, well, if you don't drink, then, you know, there's no reason to be getting started. So it's like, I thought I'd save myself some time. And also following your advice about, you know, polarization in the profile from uh, online domination. So anyway, um, I ask, let's get drinks. And they say, well, you said you don't drink. So I have to kind of like backpedal from there. What's your uh, take on that? Yeah. You know what? Then for you, it's just sounding like getting a drink the first time is probably not a good idea since you don't. Forgive me. I keep forgetting that that is part of your situation. So with that being said, yeah, I think that it is going to be coffee or dinner. And those are your, those are your two options. I wouldn't do any kind of activity date. Activity dates are for like after the third date. Or even I would say after you guys have slept together because you want to have more of an intimate setting to get to know each other during an activity. You're just doing that activity. The only kind of exception I could think of that is like nowadays, like I have a client who does this ax throwing date because that's a trending date and trending activity. It's like you go to this place, you throw some axes and then you have a drink. So again, yeah, we got one of those places here. Yeah. So again, well, that that could actually work for you for a first date because even though you don't drink, there's still something else going on. So I'd keep that one as a potential first date as well. Play with it, see what happens. What do you think about Top Golf? You know, they got these kind of like semi-private bays with couches. If the girl is into it, if the girl is into it, so, you know, you'd have to ask her, like, hey, are you into Top Golf at all? You know, some 
you know, women might be like, ah, no, I'm not, that's not really for me, you know? So I would, I, I think that is a great date, great first date, second date, but you should ask prior for that one. But let's not make it too complicated. If anything, coffee and dinner, there you go. There's your first date. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Okay, cool. So you're meeting these women online. This is from the online domination sequence you've been using? Yeah, both from Hinge. Uh, both use the um, messaging sequence. One of them is from uh, Panama, so did the messaging sequence in Spanish. <laughs> um, but yeah, still works. And uh, it's, cr- it's cross cultural strategy in the past. Yeah, my system is cross cultural. Amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. Sounds good. Now, where are we with pictures? So, uh, you know, per, per the homework from last week, I've got a appointment with a photographer. He did my buddy's wedding last or two summers ago, so I know he's good. I uh, liked working with him at that time. You know, if you could call that working with him. But uh, anyway, I like his style. So we're uh, doing that on Tuesday night. Okay, cool. Perfect. Awesome. And you'll get a lot more matches once we get you better pictures and pick out the right ones. Right. Yeah. So we're going to, I think I'll end up with something like 50 or so shots. I think that's the deal. Um, you know, I'll specify to him, you know, headshot, body shot. I don't know how we're really going to do passion shot, but you know, that's a question for you. And then, you know, wardrobe is a question for you. I just, I've gotten so comfortable in my like greasy t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Okay. So which, what is your, budget for clothes that's the best way i can answer that question um, are you cool with spending you know, I, a thousand i want to spend thousands uh, are you no cool? not really i mean because i'm just not going to wear it with that level of um interest you know well en- enough to look good but not enough to like oh, i gotta i really gotta take care of this and dry clean it blah 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 well uh it's also quality versus quantity. I mean, you can buy a pair of shoes for $1,000 if you want to. Uh, you could buy, you know, 100 t-shirts for $1,000 if you wanted to. So I'd say it's more about what is your comfortable budget? And then with that, I can lead you into getting some outfits that don't necessarily have to be fancy, just ones that are going to make you look good, feel confident. So if your budget's, it can be 5000 it could be 200 You just tell me what you're comfortable with spending. Let's call it 500. Okay. That's a healthy, that's a healthy budget. So here's what I would try. There's a few different directions we can go with this. There's the cheap, cool option. That's like going to Zara, H&M, some of those mall stores where you'll get cool clothes, but they're just not high quality. So they only last so long and you have to, you have to hang dry most of it so it doesn't fall apart and and doesn't shrink. So that's one option with $500. You can get a whole new wardrobe at those places. Topshop, Zara, H&M. Um, another thing you could do is you could go to a place like Nordstrom, which is a little bit more pricey, but sometimes they have enough stuff where you could get a couple of outfits for $500. 
So I'm thinking this, you don't seem like a, a guy who's really into fashion. And yeah, that's correct. I'm trying to learn, but that's not at the top of my list of interests. Yeah. So what I would do is let's just, let's just start, go to, go to H and M or Zara. You'll spend about, you know, 250 bucks. And I want you to go up to one of the sales reps and literally say these words, go up to a female sales rep and say, Hey, I need some help. I need to put some outfits together because I want to look cool. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous and you're going to sound nerdy no, saying like it. it, but it's going to, it's going to, she's going to get it. And that's the most important. She's, she's going to be oh, okay, I get it. And she'll say be like, all again, right, I'm writing it down. yeah, just say, I'm looking for a couple of outfits to put together and I want to look cool. And also when you say that, she's going to think that's really sweet and that's going to make her want to help you. All right, good deal. Yeah. Homework item number one. Yeah. And then just get a bunch of different outfits that you can put together and then you can send me pictures and I can check it out so you can put on all the clothes send me pictures of yourself and the outfits and I can tell you which ones are going to be best and right, and, and hopefully it makes you feel more confident because usually that's what clothes does well that's the thing is you know I've been trying to you know pick out new items and stuff to up my wardrobe game on my own and then I put them on like to go out and I'm like, God, I just do not feel myself in these clothes. Like, you know, just a more casual kind of, uh, dresser. But then again, I know that, you know, there's been times where, um, like even let's say my buddy's wedding where, you know, everybody got, you know, tailored suits and I felt, you know, pretty badass. you know? So it's like you get the right, uh, get the right thread, the right fit feel really good it's just that's not been something i've been good at doing on my own so what we'll do is we'll go there you'll get a bunch of clothes there and then we can have them tailored so that's a secret that a lot of guys don't know is you can just get clothes from anywhere and then you can go to any tailor and they'll tailor it to you so it fits really well but i've also noticed that places like zara and h&m already have this kind of more fit style so things will fit better and it's not so baggy on you, okay? So that's one way to do it. I'll give you my general thoughts on what you can do for fashion in the future. Really, it's best to start off with having one really nice outfit. So that would be like a suit, a really nice suit, where you will spend a nice chunk of money on it because it's gonna last you for a very long time. So you get one really nice suit and then one really fit, kind of cool, hip, casual outfit. And there's one of those. Yeah, that's kind of to start and you can build from there. And if you don't know colors, just stick to gray, black and white. Because you can never fail with that. It's really hard to fail with that. All right, cool. Okay, cool. So I'll get those over the weekend before the photo shoot on Tuesday. Perfect. And, uh, let you know. Perfect. Cool. Any other questions around that? Okay, you said something like oh, the passion shot. 
So the passion shot, well, let's talk about that. What are you, what are you passionate about? You went through online domination. So remember, it doesn't have to be anything too crazy if you don't have something. What are some ideas? Well, so that's one of my other big questions for this call is just the kind of the limitations of the various apps. You know, so one I've had the most success on so far, which you know, that could change. We could try different apps, but um, you know, Hinge requires six photos or videos. And currently I have a video of me playing tennis, which is something I am passionate about. I'm quite good at and uh, that's gotten a lot of attention. So, you know, I do that. I golf uh, pretty into my work as a programmer. So uh, kind of giving you an answer to your question and also asking a question there. Yep, I got you. So you can do any of these. I mean, all of it's good. I would say the golf one is good. So if you have a picture of you playing golf, the... Let's see, golf. What was the first one you said? Tennis. Tennis. Yep, tennis is a good one too. So yeah, that's good. For a hinge, yeah, you're going to need six photos. So you need two of each. Two headshots, two body shots, and two passion shots. You could also, if you enjoy travel, that's a really easy one because people have a lot of pictures of themselves during travel. So that's a pretty good one too. Uh, the video of you playing tennis, I'd have to review that. Like, let me check it out before you post it, but that could definitely be good. So yeah, those are all great. Well, yeah, I'll send that to you. You know, I got some of me traveling uh, in the past, but you know, they're all just like quick, crappy iPhone shots. So I guess interspersed with some of these more professional ones, that may actually be a good contrast. Yeah, I mean... No, I mean, it's always good to have high resolution on all your pictures, but if you have lower resolution for the passion shots, that won't matter as much as low resolution on your body and headshots because the passion is more for her to see, oh, okay, what is he into? He has hobbies, he's into something. She can comment on it if she's interested in it too, but you want really high resolution for the body and headshots so she can really get to know what you look like. Right. And no matter what you look like, it always looks better when you have a high-resolution shot of yourself. So. Well, we'll get that taken care of next week. It'll be a, uh, I think you gave me a C. We're going to get that up to A. Yeah, I did give you a C. I did give you a C. So let's get you to an A. I like that. So I want to... Uh, Definitely make sure we talk a bit about the in-person stuff today. You know, I, I dig all the online domination stuff. Totally get why that is the effective strategy, um, and I'm putting it to use. But still having uh, you know, much more trouble with the in-person stuff. Yep. Okay. So how did it go this past week? All right. So you assigned me 10 where is there a good coffee place around here kind of pseudo approaches i got eight of them done and uh spent a lot of time at it didn't run into a lot of you know women that were um you know i wanted to really do it with women i was really attracted to because it's like tougher you know what i'm saying yeah um i kind of got it done with eight near the tail end you know just to make sure i got 
close by approaching just whoever and it wasn't really it's like okay i can go up to somebody i don't find that attractive it's not that hard but that's not like i don't really feel there's like growth there so okay yeah of course Um, we got to do what's challenging so so then my question for you is where was the challenge this week um because one thing let me just add this real quick here's what we don't want to do what we don't want to do is we don't want to just approach women we're attracted to as we, I mean, you, what you did was fine, but continuing forward, we might want to have a few approaches as we use a different opener to practice more of the conversation. So we might have you approach women who might not be super attractive to you because we want to practice being able to hold a conversation. You don't even have to ask for their number necessarily, but it'd be nice to be able to practice that. What I don't want is in the future, you go out, we assign you some approaches and you're walking around forever trying to find only attractive women. You only find three or even or less. And then what happens? Well, then you don't get enough practice in and then it can't give you the opportunity to get better. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a function of neighborhood where I live. Um, I went to different outdoor kind of mall areas i went to you know places like the grocery store target you know um and yeah a lot of walking around and not encountering a lot of uh, a lot of women who approach the, the places or the, the situation that i think i did a good job at was you know like picking out someone from a distance like you know stealing my nerves and just be lining up and going for it the ones that were you know, that I didn't do so well at, which I didn't do at all, were the ones where they appeared out of nowhere. And I like wasn't even thinking about it. And it was only after that, like, opportunity had passed where I would have had to, like, double back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, where that was, my, my reflection on that is that, okay, that it would have been good, I think, to have had the, like, presence of mind, the awareness to you know, recognize that opportunity in a split instant and, and still go for it instead of having, you know, 20 yards to, to somebody and then, you know, make that approach, that direct approach. Well, right. You yeah. Yeah. Over, over, you know, three to five seconds and it becomes more difficult because you get more in your head. You're saying with more time or less time? With more time. So, that, yeah, you do want to be approaching faster, but... Well, that's what I'm saying is that with more time, I found it easier. Oh, you like, found it easier. Okay, yeah, there, there's somebody that, you know, I can practice and, you know, go for it. Whereas, like, let's say you're at the grocery store and you're walking and, like, you know, the woman, like, just turns the corner from another aisle. You, you know, you catch your eye and it's like, I'm just still moving. You know, I just walk right past her. And I'm thinking, okay, now, now I got to turn around and like follow her. You know what I'm well, saying? yeah, I mean, you, you turn around and you say, hey, noticed you over here. To me, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, she turns a corner. You catch eyes for a second. Okay, you just get yourself together for a quick second. You turn around and you say, hey, excuse me. Hi, two seconds. I noticed you over here. I wanted to come meet you. So I think that's, uh, I need practice there for yep. sure. Yep, and just take practice. It's just a little awkward at first because you've never done it. That's all. So where are you? Let's see. So you're in Cincinnati, right? Cleveland. Cleveland. 
Okay. Well, better. That's a bigger city, isn't it? Yeah, they're comparable. Comparable? Okay. So, Cleveland, where were you walking around? Where were you going to do these approaches? These were two outdoor malls near where I live. You know, um, lots of people walking around, you know, restaurants, stores. um, And I was going to just grocery stores and kind of big stores uh, nearby to me. I didn't want to travel all around town. I know there's a lot of places. I think one of the lessons I learned this week that it, you know, my choice of venue here could have been better. There's a lot of places closer to the city that might have had uh, more opportunities. I'm thinking because I, like I like those spots. Those are good spots to go to. And how close are you to the downtown area? Yeah, about 35 minutes. Okay. You might want to check that out. You might want to check that out. You're going to get a lot more foot traffic in the more downtown areas. But to me, I feel like some of those outdoor malls, there's still some decent options there. Yeah, you know, we've had, I, I did take advantage of a couple of days where the weather was nice and there were tons of people out. And I, I got most of my uh, practice approaches done on those nice days. And then the rest of the week, it's been like in the 40s and raining, you know, so... Um, those outdoor malls kind of became vacant. And then my, my uh, recourse was just these grocery store type places, which are okay. Any indoor malls? Yeah, there's one nearby, but uh, kind of sucks. That's why you need to go downtown. You need to go to more populated areas. So what, are you still technically in Cleveland? Or are you in a smaller city outside of Cleveland? I'm not in Cleveland proper. I mean, I'm in one of its suburbs. Okay. uh, Okay. Got it. Yeah. So we need to get you downtown. So I would, I would get you downtown this weekend and let's see what we got there. Guarantee you're going to have a lot more options there. And if the weather is bad or it's raining, I mean, rain and snow are the only things that would ever get in your way. Cause even if it's like, 40 degrees, people are still walking around. Yeah, it's, uh, hopefully we get some good weather here, but I still got a couple done in the rain and the cold. (laughs) Cool. So there you go. So let's get you downtown and let's see what happens there. And then let's use the prescription. Okay. That's exactly where we're going. We're on the same page here. Okay. So, the prescription is this. We're going to have you go further with the conversations now. So I know I gave you an easy opener to start. Looks like you passed that level. So it sounds like it's pretty easy for you to do. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Like I said, if I have a moment or two to kind of get up my nerve and go do it, then it, I mean, once I'm in it, see, the, the weird thing is that it's like this pre-performance anxiety. Like once I'm in it, I am totally comfortable. When you say in it, in it, in it, where in the conversation or just you've done a few approaches? Like once I've just decided to go up to a woman and start talking to her. Okay, like cool. I go say hi to her and then I'm, I don't have a ton of, uh, 
trouble may be the wrong word, but I'm at least not uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. Okay. So we just got to get you. Okay. So I think it's funny. You have the inverse problem of most guys. Um, most guys are pretty nervous even when they're in the conversation. So we just have to make sure that we get you in there. And it sounds like too, like when you're doing the approach, more time feels better. But either way, for you specifically, as, as long as you get in there, whether it takes you four seconds or 15 seconds, just get in, okay? And let's have you do this. We'll have you warm up this week. We'll have you do, so I would do this in one, one setting. So one day. Yeah, that's key. Yep. Especially if you're going to go downtown, 30-minute drive. Let's just do it once. Let's do a combination. Let's do 10 approaches. Let's do five. We'll call them warm-ups. So the ones that you've already done. Hey, excuse me, is there a good coffee shop around here? Just get you warmed up socially a little bit. Actually, let's do three because you seem to be pretty comfortable, you said, once you get in. So let's do three of those. And let's do seven more on top of that where you're actually going to have a full conversation. How does that sound so far? Does that sound scary, doable? Uh, doable and scary. Which part's scary? Well, I mean, I found it hard enough to even... Um, I didn't get 10. I was supposed to get 10. I didn't get 10. I came short of eight. You know, I think going downtown to a more populated area is going to be good. Um, like I talked about with, you know, recognizing the opportunity and and building up the nerve quick enough, like in an instant, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's something I'm going to have to work on in order to get these kind of numbers. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of, you, you warned me about it. You said do five and then do five more, you know, and I tried to spread them out over the week. And, you know, a couple of times it was just like, you know, I struck out looking. And a couple of times I was like, this is easy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to do it, I think, all at once, more populated area, and become more aware of recognizing, you know, the, uh, the littlest opportunity. What do you think? Yep. hundred percent. Hundred percent. So then, okay, I'm I'm changing the prescription a little bit now. Let's do five. Hey, excuse me. Do you know there's a good coffee shop around here, or anything equivalent to that is fine. Just to get in there, and then let's do five where you're going to actually enter the conversation. So I want you to do this. I want you to start off with the opener that goes, hey, two seconds, I wanted to come meet you. And then I want you to you say, say... the two seconds part? Yes, you do. Because what that does, it's like a false time constraint. It's making her aware that you're just there for a second. And it's, it's kind of a nice way of saying, excuse me, without right. seeming awkward or salesy. Like, excuse me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's fine I, in the warm-ups. Excuse but. me on these coffee approaches. It's feel salesy. So I like the two seconds. Hey, two seconds. I wanted to. I wanted to come meet you. Are you from Cleveland? Let's do that five times after your warm-ups, and let's just see where you go with it. 
I just want to see what happens. There's a whole rest of the sequence that I can give you, but I, I just want to start off a little smaller. Yeah, a little open-ended too. Yeah, open-ended. Let's just see where it goes. So, you know, one of the things I was nervous about with doing them all at one time is like, you know, the, uh, the eyes from others, you know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> I had this fear that like somebody's going to notice that there's this guy going around asking the same question of, of all, uh, a bunch of different women at the mall. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, uh, maybe if you're in a hundred square foot radius, but I don't know if anyone's paying attention that much and I've never had anyone get in trouble for this. So I always go by, you know, if it's not illegal and you're not hurting anyone then you can do whatever you want. So don't right, let, I'm not concerned about any kind of, it's not a moral legal question. It's more of like, okay, so how do you silence that? Like, who cares? Like, obviously from a rational, logical perspective, I know who cares, you know, but in the moment, it's a significant concern to me. at least. Absolutely. So, and for, for many guys, it's the biggest concern. So what, let me ask you, what do you care about? Why, why are you caring? Let's dive deeper into that. Okay. So someone sees you now, what happens? See, that's the thing is that I can't, I can't answer that rationally. I don't care rationally but for some reason it feels scary at the time you know like maybe it's it's a fear of being left at maybe it's you know what i'm saying or, or a fear of somebody seeing me rejected yep but let's play it out i know you're still gonna feel that way i know that whatever i say right now is not gonna dissipate your or or completely remove your fear the fear is gonna be there but it's what you do in the moment and what you say to yourself in the moment and the logical things that you say to yourself in that moment that are going to make the, that's going to make or break you doing the approach. So that's why still we have to ask ourselves in the moment, who cares? So what do you care about? There are thoughts going through your head. I'm embarrassed. This is weird. They're looking at me. So we have to psych you out in that moment on what the fear comes down to realizing in your head, wait, I really have no reason to be scared here, even though I feel it. So fuck it. I'm going to just go and approach anyways, because I don't care about what these people think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're going to feel that way still. It will not disappear. But what I want to do with you is I want to have you coach yourself in that moment out of it to push you to do it anyways. And then what's going to happen is over time, the more and more you do it, the fear actually will dissipate, but it can only dissipate if you do it. So how do we get you to do it? You need to be there in that moment going, all right, I'm not going to let other people control me because that's basically what you're doing. That's what anyone does when they go into an approach and they go, I'm scared. There's people around. What if they hear me? You're, you are literally letting other people and strangers who don't actually give a shit about you control your life. And then you go home. The and thing is they don't even care. They don't even care. Right. 
So I get it. We're talking logical, logical, and it's logic versus emotion, but we need to make logic win. You see what I'm saying here? You know, again, I know what you mean. It is going to be a function of, of facing that fear over and over again until, you know, either it goes away or I just become courageous enough to face it continually. So I think that's one of the, you know, with this homework, you know, I can't, I can't let it get to, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday next week, you know, before I speak to you, uh, just to go do this, you know, I got to go do it. Well, that's, and then, yes. like, I, I don't know, like set aside like three hours on a day. What do you think? Yeah. Three hours. And, and you made a good point there. That's the reason why we're doing coaching because you know that you have to answer to me next week and you've right. invested your money and your time into this program. So, oh, yeah. so right. So you got to make sure that you do this. This is called accountability. And it's one of the number one ways to make sure that you achieve a goal. Anything you do in life, if you have someone holding you accountable to do it, I don't have percentages here, but I know for a fact that it is the top one, top one, two ways to make you to do something. It is going to make you to do it. So when you're in that moment, if you got to go, well, shit, I got to tell Trip that I did these, then let that force you to do it. And even on a deeper, deeper level, forget about the coaching calls and me and all that stuff. In that moment, Nick, think about how bad you want this. You clearly want this. That is one of the, one of my biggest tips for people who are trying to accomplish something that's challenging is come back to your why. Why are you doing this? How bad do you want this? Do you want to just go home and boohoo and be sad for yourself and well there I'm a loser again I didn't do it because I was too scared of what people think of me even though they don't really give a shit but I'm creating some sort of story in my head that they do or you're just going to be in that moment remembering the conversation that we're having now and the notes that you're taking now and go nope fuck this I'm doing it here I am I don't care I know that this is going to help me grow I don't care what she says I don't care what her reaction is I don't care what the people's reaction are. I don't care what anyone thinks of me I'm just going to do it. You know, I've been keeping reflections on, you know, all my practice here this week. And on the days where I really, you know, crushed it and, you know, went out and did what I set out to do going out, you know, I, I, I feel really confident, feel really good. You know, the days where I go out and pussy out and then, you know, I feel like absolute shit, you know what I'm saying? So that what the reason I'm, reflecting on it is to try to, um, you know, reinforce the the positive feeling. Okay. It's like, you know, that you're going to feel great if you do this, you know, and also conversely, you know, you're going to feel like a loser if you don't. So, yep, exactly. Um, I call that looking at future Nick. So what you're doing here is you're not working for present Nick right now. You're working for future Nick. Present Nick is scared, doesn't want to do it, but we're not, we're not working for him. We're working for future Nick because you know when you do it, future Nick is going to be pumped, excited, is going to feel better and proud of himself, is going to build his self-esteem. You're going to feel great. Yeah, amen. So we do it for future Nick. Not current, present moment, scared, emotional Nick. He's going to tell you not to do it. He's going to say everything in his power to get you not to do it. Oh, she's actually not pretty enough. Um, 
there's three people around. Wait, is that she with her mom? Wait, you know what? Actually, yada, 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 yada. So remember that future moment and then you can decide, am I going to actually do this approach? Yeah, that's good advice. I'll think of that. Good. Keep that in mind. So we're going to do 10 approaches, five coffee shop warm-ups, five jumping in. Hey, two seconds. Wanted to come say hi. Wanted to come meet you. Are you from Cleveland? And then that's it. As long as you do that five times, that's the homework. The conversation ends there and she's like, oh, yeah, I am. Listen, I got to go, you know. That's it. It's over. Whatever. That's one. Then two, three, four, five. Then you're done. Go home. You and I talk about it next week. See how it went. And then keep on building from that. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it'll be a challenging week for sure. But you'll come out on the other side much, much better. Oh, I know, yeah. So we got a couple minutes left. Uh, just had a couple questions. Yep, hit me. All right, so, you know, I got this date tomorrow and the one on Saturday. Uh, and, you know, the material online, I remember you mentioned something about a pre-date phone call. But, you know, you also mentioned or counseled me to just send a text, you know, like, hey, see you tomorrow something like that, something short as a text. Yep. What's your advice there? Uh, stick with the text. Call home sometimes. No, stick with the text. Simple. Couple hours before, maybe like four hours before the time of the date. Hey, see you soon. And not the day before. I mean, because both of these, we, both of these dates, we set it up like, you know, four or five dates in advance. Nope. Nope. Just do it the day of. If they flake, they flake. They were never interested to begin with. But as long as they know the plans are firm, see you soon. Hey, see you soon. All right, will do. And then another question, uh, you know, I think you mentioned, can't remember where, you know, listen to the podcast forever, but, um, you know, I got all these, before we started working together, I got all these kind of matches that, you know, we either never you know, even started talking or we talked and it fizzled out. And I think you said somewhere to like, sometimes just try like a blanket, you know, um, you know, reach out to those matches with your recommendation. The Hail Mary for that, you can do this, uh, you know, maybe, maybe five to 10% convert. You're saying online, the matches that they don't respond. Yeah. You know, I think you said yeah. something like just send the same message to all of them. And like you said, just send a question mark. Just send a question mark. Some will respond. Most won't. Some say, you know, oh, I never, I never checked this thing. Sorry. And then they like answer the question and then you move through the rest of the sequence. Just understand it's going to be a low conversion, but it is a Hail Mary. You can always try it if you had the time. All right, cool. I think, you know, my list of questions for you, I think we cover everything else. Cool. Sounds good. Good call today. Yeah, totally. So, uh, actually, one one other um, thing, you know, you asked that I uh, get the photographer that I do the 10 coffee approaches and that I finish online domination. So I finished online domination except for like half an hour of the 
inner circle seminar, which uh, I thought was probably the best video of the whole deal so far. But anyway, is there anything in terms of the online material you so you went, you, you went through hooked. You went through infield breakdown. Uh, hooked. You went through online domination. Um, I haven't done hooked yet. Oh, go through hooked. All right. Yeah.